Ladies and gentlemen, it's hodgepodge time. How you doing, Adam? I'm good. How you doing? I'm all right. Before we start this interview, I want to let you guys know that I have like four or five interviews today with guests and a little thing that I want to let you guys in on is I may have some big, big talent coming over to the HodgePodge podcast. Um, long story short, I may be getting some uh, professional wrestlers, ex-WWE superstars on here, um, like MVP, Carlito, Jerry the King Lawler, Nasty Boy Brian Knox. And of course, we may get Noah Galloway. If you don't know who that guy is, you can check out his book. And also, he was on Dancing with the Stars when Rumor Realist won it. So let's get this podcast going. All right, Adam. Um, so let's let's just start from the beginning. Where were you born and stuff like that? Uh, I, was, I was born in a, it was a little town called uh, Mexico, Kentucky, uh, which is Lexington, Kentucky, uh, which is between uh, Bowling Green and Owensboro. Uh-huh. Uh, right between both of those. Um, I live in a little town called Fort Spring, Kentucky. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's, right, it's right next to Rose Dean, which is the home of Bill uh, Monroe, which is a relative of mine. So um, I live right there where... where uh, So explain the bug you got for the country music. When did that all start? Um, well, uh, in 2000, and I, think, I believe it was 2013, 14. Okay. Um, uh, I was lucky enough to get a call while I was in the factory, and um, there was a call from my buddy, which was Chick Moore's buddy at the time. And he, he said, uh, he said, do you still want to tell the music industry? I said, yeah, of course. I do. Uh, he said, well, you need to uh, be at the interview at Starbucks in Nashville tomorrow at 12 o'clock. And I said, all right, well, I'm there. So immediately went and told my supervisor. I said, hey, man, I won't be back tomorrow. I said, I'm done. I've got another job. And not even knowing what the job was going to be, who it was going to be for, I right. knew that was the, the path that I wouldn't take. And uh, so, so I did that. And took a jump, and I'm so thankful that I did. I cleaned up the job with Parmalee the next day, and met the guys that night. And we left, went home, packed my bags, and we left on tour the next day. And uh, so it, it was a great experience, and uh, one of the best things I've ever done in my life. Okay. Um. Now, did you have like other jobs besides the one you just mentioned, like back in high school and stuff like that? Uh, so, uh, but yeah, uh, whenever I graduated in 2007, uh, I had a baseball scholarship 
to uh, fresh university in Owensboro and um, ended up after my first semester, I had a little girl uh, in great place and um, she'll be signed this August. It's crazy, I can't believe she's getting so big. But uh, so I had really started playing music at that point. Uh, as far as guitar, I grew up playing you know, drums since I was five mm-hmm. years old with my dad. And, um, but I'd never played guitar and I had one of my buddies in, in college had asked me to come over and play a dorm party and I said, well, I've never sang public before. He said, well, all right, he said, we're just going to do a few songs. Mm-hmm. Well, that few songs led to like an hour's worth of songs and we did Keith Whitley and, you know, yeah. anything oh, that you could think of, Garth Brooks. So, uh, so that was, I enjoyed doing that and I said, well, maybe I need to look more into it. And so I asked my dad, I said, could you show me how to play a couple chords on guitar? And he said, we don't even have a guitar to play. And so for Christmas that year, he got me a guitar. And I'll never forget, it was an old uh, cheap old guitar, because I don't think he really thought that ever stay with it. It was, it was mm-hmm. a little J.R. Reynolds uh, right, right. cheap guitar. And um, so he taught me G, B, and D, and I took off the rest of it and taught myself everything else. Okay. And, uh, I wrote my first song not too long after that. Mm-hmm. It's been on the show ever since. All right. Um. So, uh, when you were working at Pizza Hut, um, so the the music never really hit you then, right? No, man, I was 100% baseball. Um, okay. I, my, my plans were going to play baseball professionally. Um, I played in, uh, in Perfect Game, which is a, mostly a Florida-based uh, showcase event. And I did Perfect Game, you know, every weekend of the summer. Uh, I even co- contemplated moving to Florida for my senior year of high school. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had no expectations of, of being a musician or anything like that. I mean, I played mm-hmm. church on Sundays, mm-hmm. and that was about it, really. Uh, but baseball was my love. That's what I was going to do. Um, actually, uh, I played everything, like I said, growing up, through even through high school. Uh, my junior year of high school, I quit everything besides baseball, which kind of Looking back now, I wish I hadn't done that. Yeah. But I was so dedicated to playing baseball and making it that that's what I did. And um, so, yeah, I had no, there was no, no music in my future back whenever I was in high school going to college. I had one goal, and that was mm-hmm. to make it playing professional baseball. And, and I had it going pretty well. Um, and then my little girl came along, which was a blessing for me. And I would never trade that for anything in the world. Um, and it's led me to my music to do what I'm doing right now. So it, 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 everything works out in a weird way. And, um, you don't see it at the time, but I'm so blessed and thankful that it's worked out this way now. Yeah, man. So when you were working at Pizza Hut, you were just doing Pizza Hut until you got, basically until you made it big in baseball. Yeah, man. Well, I'm just doing Pizza Hut is a, 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 you know, a hot job. You know, it, right. Like, most kids uh, have little, like, you know, a little part-time job over here and there. Um, so the, the only reason I worked at the pizza is because my buddies that I played football with worked at the pizza hut. Okay. And, you know, we sit up there and, you know, most of the time it was busy. Right. And uh, we, we, we sat around while it, when it wasn't busy and, you know, just shoot the crap and, and hang out. Um, I worked there for about six months and right. had about all the pizza that I wanted. Besides eating there, I enjoy eating there, but... <laughs> <laughs> I had about all that I wanted, and uh, uh, the next job that I had was was at a little golf course. Which I'm a golfer as well, okay. and uh, I enjoy playing golf. Um, 
And so I had a hospital job at Owensboro Country Club there, close to home, and um, worked there as a, in the golf pro shop. And so I've had little odd men jobs, but after I had my little girl, um, I was working at a, a Toyota factory, welding Toyota frame. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know, I've got to find something that I love to do. I don't want to be stuck in a job that I, I feel like I hate every day when I get up and go to work. Right. And I said, I need something that I love. And so I started searching, and I was like, you know, the one thing that always comes back to me was music. Right. And so I hooked up with a, with a couple guys in Nashville mm-hmm. um, and started writing. And okay. they said, you know, you got the potential to do something. Won't you, you, know, you do this right here? And so I took their advice. And uh, then after I got the job with Parmalee, those guys really helped me expand and uh, as far as connections and understand how the music business works and right. you know on a day basis what you need to do to get where you want to be mm-hmm. um, I'm forever grateful for the, to those guys for what, what they did and what the, how they taught me you know kind of the ropes of the music industry and being mm-hmm. out on the tour um, with the year that I was with them we did 175 shows uh, which is I mean if, if any artists out there listening you know 175 shows is busting your hind in you know, every weekend, sometimes you're going on two months dance where you don't come back home. Uh, so they really work hard. I respect, I respect them for their work ethic and they put a drive in me um, to where I know where that's that's where I want to be and that's, yeah. what that's what I'm trying to get to right now. All right, um, um, let's do this. Okay, you're working at Pizza Hut. You're going for a baseball scholarship. You're going to make it big in the Major League Baseball. Right, so. That, that, I mean, that was my plan. Yeah. Okay, that was your plan. So let's fast forward to a couple years ago when you just when, when you realized, okay, I'm going to start singing. I'm going to start writing my own music. Of course, with everything, along with success, but there comes failure. Was there any point that you failed that you said? One more time, if I fail, th- this dream of mine's over. I'm not going to do it no more because I'm tired of failing. Or was it just like a fight, grind, repeat? I'm going to fight it out, and I'm going to grind it out, and I'm going to repeat it until it's, w- until it's done. Yeah, man, that's, that's, that's kind of how I was raised. Man. I, I was never raised to like, give up. Right. Um, no matter how bad it got. I mean, my family, I come from, from like the normal base family. They're not, we're not, we didn't have a lot of money, um, mm-hmm. but... My, I see my dad work, you know, different jobs. He was a semi truck driver for for like ten or twelve years, a tour bus driver. And um, no matter how much stuff we went through, you know, we were always provided for. It. And the only right. reason that was because you know he never quit, he never gave up. He just kept pushing because uh, he knew that he had he had somebody that you know was leaning on him and needed support. Uh, my mom's the same way. My mom worked there at our local bank back home for the last, you know, 16 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, um, that's where I learned a lot of my dedication. My grandparents, both of them, they're both, they were both retired from General Electric in Louisville, Kentucky. And, um, so, you know, I, I never had the, the quit in me. And that's why I think I got as far as I did in my right. baseball and all my sports. Space. Um, I just, I wanted to be the best at whatever it was yeah. that I was doing. I'm still like I say, like, I get so aggravated if, if I if I don't do as well as I want to do, but I, I just had that drive built into me to where 
you know, if I'm not happy with where I'm at, I'm just going to put that extra work in and, and get to where I want to be. So, and I think in the music industry and anything that you, if, if you have a dream, if you're, if you have that listen, you have a dream and you, you it's, it's how bad you want it. You know, if you don't want it that bad, then you're not ever going to get it. If, it's how bad you want it, how much you want to work for it. And if you put the work and the time into it, anything is possible. So, um, that's what I wake up every day and I, and I say, you know, you know, I'm not where I want to be today, but what do I do today? Right, right. And I'm going to go along with Adam's message there. Um, I'm currently 19, almost 20. And I've, I've known for a while that I've wanted to do this radio thing. And I was like, the only way to do radio is for me to get used to talking to people. So I, I did this podcast and I've done, I've worked at Buffalo Wild Wings. I've worked, I've worked at random places, but it wasn't enough for me to chase my dream. Like, so this podcast is basically my job once, twice, three times a week, sometimes eight, nine, 10 hours a day. And I'm not even getting, I'm doing it for free to, you know, to better enhance my future. And people like that don't do that nowadays, but enough of the rant for me. Um, so uh, how was it working with Parmalee? you we're going to go back to the parmalee thing but uh i believe we met each other basically on instagram and i don't know who i don't know who followed who first that really doesn't matter but i i was uh, usually if somebody if i follow somebody and they follow me back i usually go and stalk their page like just look at their pictures and their videos which makes me more weird than i am but i um checked out your instagram your videos and my favorite cover that I saw you do was Drake White's Making Me Look Good Again. Uh, 
Of all the covers that you have put out, well, not even put out, just done, wh- what is your favorite cover to do in concert or, or just singing? Uh, that's, a, that's a tough one. Um, my favorite to do, if it's the most fun, is probably start on my boots. It gets the best, you know, best response, maybe. Um, well, I can't really say that because in case you didn't know, it, it's huge. That's a great um, song. The, I, Now going back to the Parmalee thing, <clears throat> you uh, you you work for them, so uh, of course you've opened or they've opened up for a lot of lot of artists. Who has been your favorite that they've opened up for that you've actually got to meet? That's a good question. Um, I've had a lot of people ask me that question. Okay. Uh, the, the the best artists that I they were with. Um, and no, no offense to any of the other artists that were out in the road with, right? Uh, formerly, at the time. but the guy that I got to spend the most time with and get to know as a person and see his day to day routine, um, and actually, and just his show in general, uh, he changes it up every single night. It's not the same show every night. You get the same props and stuff, but the way he does his show, right, is so different than anybody else. Um, but the, the best the, the artist that I look up to the most that I, that I watched out when I was a part of the was Jake Owen. Wow. Um, and, and that hasn't changed. Um, his show is one of the best that I've seen. Uh, he interacts with his fans on, mm-hmm. a, on such a personal level. Uh, right. It's crazy to me to see him go out and do that every single night. And, he, and not only does he do it every night, he makes it different. And that, that's, uh, that's what I'm striving to do. You know, I, I want to make that a personal experience instead of just an experience that everybody's getting. And um, Eric Church is another guy. You know, Eric Church is yeah. amazing. Um, his, his shows are amazing. Probably one, it's got to be in the top five the best shows I've seen. Florida Georgia Line, um, people can say they're not country, whatever, you know, whatever they want to say. But their live show is amazing. One of the best live shows that I've ever seen. Yeah, I have to agree with that. Um, you you don't have to say, but but I would kind of like to know, um, which on this podcast there's no rules. I don't edit anything unless a microphone needs to be enhanced. But of all the people that you've toured with with Parmalee, who has to be the most nicest, genuine, and who has to be the the dickest of all dicks? Yeah. Or if they weren't, they 
impacted like they were. Right. Um, but there was one show we caught, we caught Josh Thompson. And okay. I, know. He, I don't know if he was having a bad day. Okay. Or, <laughs> or if that was his normal, you know, normal personality. But um, it wasn't just me. He rubbed everybody. It's a little different. Okay. Uh, but um, and that's nothing against him. You know, everybody has a bad day. I'm sure. Yeah, can yeah. Say that about anybody out there. Right. But uh, the, the most genuine that I've met and down to earth, I would have to say, are all, you know, all the guys in formerly. Right. Just um, because I was with them so much, mm-hmm. and you know, you get, to, you get to know somebody on a different level than just working for them. You know, and the dirty your boss whenever you're on a bus with them. too personal here but I, I i do have to ask this question or i don't have to but i want to because i kind of want to know um what made you um leave parmalee if that if that's a two person two two of personal question to ask you just tell me and i'll go on to the next question no, what was it again? um what was the reason you left parmalee I was married, okay. and um, which I'm pretty open. Uh, anybody that's around me, I'm, I'm pretty much an open book. There's okay. not too much that's too personal to me. I like everybody knowing the real me and right. not me that I just knew. Um, at the time, I had been married for about five years, um, and I'm not going to say names, you know, names who was, but I was married. Um, we came home in December from from the show and. It was right after Christmas in California. Okay. And I was given the ultimatum, you know, you either stay married or you stay on the road. Um, so uh, I was raised in the family. My grandma and grandpa were married for 65 years. My mom and dad still married. They've been married for almost 40 years now. And so I wasn't raised in the where you, you know, you divorce. And it was a real, probably, it, it put me in a really hard, you know, it was a bad situation for me. I went through a hard time in my life. Um, ended up to where even though I made that decision, um, there were things on that end that wasn't going right either. Um, your listeners can probably read into it. Uh, so, uh, anyway, I made a bad decision on my part that I regret, and I wish I could go back and do it different, but, you know, sometimes you only get two things one time in life, and you only get one opportunity. So I had to rebuild myself from from that time, and I think I've done a pretty good job of it now. So, mm-hmm. and, and this also goes along with it. When she said you were married, and she gave you the ultimatum or of going on the road, you know, or staying home and being married, was there ever a thought or a conversation like? Well, I can do both. You can, you and our daughter can come on the road with me, 
and we could continue this life of marriage? Or was that just never an option? Well, it, was, it wasn't an option after I found out that she was cheating on me. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, then all right. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I kind of into that. So I left Parmalee and and uh, and found out that that was going on with more than one guy. So oh, okay. uh, I said, "Boots to that," and I moved to Nashville the next week. Thank God for one of my buddies, Todd and Doug. Uh, he he called me the next week and said, "Hey man, you still want to move to Nashville?" I said, "Absolutely," and he came down and helped me pack my stuff. We went. I moved to Nashville the next week and uh, moved to Ashland City. And started my life over, man. Um, so, yeah, that, that's how that went down. Uh, I made a bad decision, but at the time, you know how I was raised and, and, and the things that I'd seen through my life, I thought I'd make the best decision that I could at the time, mm-hmm. even though it was the hardest decision that I'd ever made. Right. Um, because I left the dream job that I'd mm-hmm. always wanted to have. Mm-hmm. And I had it right there, and, you know, I had to let that go for what I thought morally was right. And, <laughs> In the end, it ended up screwing me over. So, uh, it was the best spot in my life. And, you know, everybody goes through speed bumps, no matter right. what it is. And it's not bad. You, know, you want to push on after that, or you can let it get you down the rest of your life. And so, I'm not that kind of person. I picked up, you know, I picked up the pieces and moved on. All right. Well, this question just led to a, another road I didn't think I would go down. But, hey, it is what it is. Um, so... <sighs> You left Parmalee, you moved to Tennessee, and now you're trying to make it uh, as as a solo artist. Do you have like an EP out or a song that is current that you can get on Spotify or iTunes or anything like that? Uh, I'll do it here in the next couple months. Okay. Uh, supposed to be the next month, but I'll take a couple months to you know give a little time. Um, we're, I'm working with uh, with. A guy named Frank Leger there in Nashville. Okay. Um, it's Jackie, Jackie Lee's drummer. All right. Um, actually, we, we talked yesterday uh, briefly about you know the, the single that we're going to put out on Spotify. It'll be my first single to put out on iTunes, Spotify, Apple, whatever you know. You right. It you know music. Um, and so uh, we were. I was kind of set on. We were set on doing uh, a song that, that I wrote called Holding On. Um, which I think you've heard it. Yeah, and, I, I have. Yeah. Then we, we talked yesterday, and we're thinking about switching it to the song that I wrote with uh, with Frank, Ryan Robinette, and Tom March called Drinking You Up. Um, okay. So we're, we're, I'm waiting for a phone call back to get the definite on which one it's going to be. I'm happy with either one of them. Both of them are great songs. They'll be great singles to, to launch my, my career with. Right. Um, but the reason I haven't done anything yet is because I wanted to make sure that you know I was writing with some of the best writers that I could write with. And before this year, I was writing with good writers, but I wasn't writing with the writers that I that I saw myself writing with. Right. Um, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Now, now we've got a good crew of guys that we're writing with on sure. a weekly basis. And um, writing last week, um, I wrote you know, one of the best songs that I've ever wrote in my life with Brian Robinette. Um, mm-hmm. And hopefully it'll be out, be out soon. Somebody will cut that song and, and put it out. It's a great storyline. It's called Saving Me. Um, so hopefully y'all be on the lookout for Saving Me, you know, in the next year, year and a half. Hopefully somebody will cut that thing and, and put it out on the radio. 
Um, but, uh, yeah. All right, so you talked about writing with people like that, but there's also fantastic um, songwriters out there like Shane McAnally and Ross Kaufman, just to name a couple of them. Have you ever got to write with any of those big, big Nashville artists or songwriters? No, man, I haven't. I, I haven't. I, I've, had, I've dreamed of writing with, you know, the Dallas Davidson. Right. You know, those guys, the Oz, you know, Johnny Osborne, the guys that, that are writing, you know, with SGL. And, mm-hmm. um, I haven't had the opportunity to write with guys like that. And I think that, you know, that's what drives me. Right. Uh, I love the guys that I'm with right now. And, and, guitar handy with you? I always have my guitar. <laughs> Alright. Um, well, I guess I'll let you hear um, Adam Scott's voice since he's not out anywhere yet, but you can check him out at Adam Scott Country Music. Is that right? On Instagram? Uh, Instagram is Adam Scott Country. Adam Scott Country. I don't excuse the music. Adam Scott Country. Uh, you going to do a cover or, or, or one of your songs? Oh, that's fine. Go, go right ahead. Go right ahead. Alright, parties, dirt on my boots. Alright, um, we're gonna end it with one of his originals, so he's basically gonna take us home. So follow him on Instagram at Adam Scott Country. Follow me on Instagram at Mr. Dylan Hodge and Twitter at Hodge Dylan Hodge. Alright, what's your original song called? So everybody knows. This, this, we're in between. I'm, I'm going to play y'all holding on. Uh, okay. It keeps me holding on for drinking you up. So y'all, y'all stay tuned for either one. I should know within the next, you know, couple of days. CMA's test is, is going to be crazy this week. So hop